How you doing? This is Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. My name is Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm TJ Miller. And right now you're listening to Sandra Carusi. The one and only Sandra Carusi. Carusin on down the listing highway. Welcome to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio, AM 640 and HD Radio. Oh my gosh, we're so lucky to have access to so many, so many great comics here in Toronto uh, and the greater Toronto area and southern Ontario. Welcome to the show. Thanks for supporting the show. Santa Carusi, Dean Young. Hey, hello. how's it going? We're going to have the whole gang on. Vince Tedesco. How are we doing? Hello. Uh, Tevin, hey. who's not speaking. Thomas and our Chris, uh, our guest, Chris Bonaparte. Good hello, Chris. Day. And Graham Kay, who's coming in shortly. Uh, we're going to talk about, uh, we just all went to the Oddball Festival, some yes. of us here. Funny or Die Presents. It was at the amphitheater. And Last uh, week. what a show. What a show. What a lineup. Like, uh, the three headliners, uh, well, first of all, they're all headliners. It's just a matter of... Yeah, I think they switch hit and they mix it up like so-and-so mm-hmm. is headlining on this because it's a whole tour, right? Mm-hmm. So the one we went to, uh, John Mulaney was closing it out. Yes, after Sebastian Maniscalco and Brian Regan. Yeah. And thank God my restraining order on both of them did not take effect. And I was able to actually attend the show. You were able to physically be there. But After that, posting all that's those That's the second year in a row now that Oddball's kind of missed the mark on Toronto comedy and what Toronto loves. Why? Tell me. Why well, I think Sebastian should have been the headliner. And well, for the second every- year. Well, there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of Woodbridge and Vaughn in that crowd. You oh can tell yeah. it was like Michael Jackson no, was up totally. there. Okay, here's yeah. the best part, guys. I'm sitting beside on one side is Eric Johnson, the token manjake. Who really wants to be Italian. Who yeah. wants to be Italian? Yeah. Laura wanna Robinson. Want to be Wanna be <laughs> Laura Robinson on the other side of me who produces a celebrity name game, the game yeah. show, and um, the creator of great board games. Um, and so after Sebastian, standing ovation. Half the audience gets up and leaves. Yeah. And they both, the mungies both go to me, what's going on? I said, well, first of all, that's what Italians do. Very rude. (laughs) And if you went to church during an Italian mass, you would see they leave halfway through because there's a sugo on the oven somewhere, a stove that they have to go home to. Well, especially like at the end, Mulaney was headlining and... Like oh, half the front area cleared out during Mulaney. And you, he, you could tell he wasn't very thrilled about that. Oh, horrific. Wops will pay the best prices for the best seats to send right up front to see what they want. Yeah. And when it's done, they're gone. Well, I, I think, too, like people don't realize, like it's, it's, a, it's a great show through and through, but it's a long show. It's yes. a three and a half hour well, show. So I think a lot of people didn't realize that going in. Well, that's the other thing. They do the side stage at five o'clock um, first. Yeah. Okay, so people didn't know there's two stages. So if you came in for that, like I did last year, that's a very, very long show. Yeah, if you're doing both. Yeah. 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 And then 7 o'clock, the main stage. So our boy K. Trevor Wilson opened it up, which is fantastic. Yeah, I know. Little Toronto there. He, he didn't even know he was doing it, he said, which was cool. Yeah. And then Jeffrey Ross He's never... He's having a dis- terrible year. Who? K. Trevor. I know. Yeah. Everything <laughs> comes up K. Trevor. Canadian <laughs> comedy this year is just Mace Scaloni and K. Trevor Wilson. Yes, that's it. I know. Everybody else the just sweethearts. go home. Yeah. Yeah. It's like... Um, uh, like in Hollywood when What's-Her-Face, uh, James Franco, or when these guys just have a year and everything comes everything, up. everything, yeah. I don't know why I picked him. He's a disaster. But anyway, there's better choices. Um, uh, the other uh, beautiful, Tom Segura. Oh, man. I was crying during... Crying. Hardcore. Set, hardcore. Yeah. He, he was it. great. So he's one to... Uh, if you haven't heard of him, you might want to YouTube some of his stuff because yeah. he was fantastic. The, t- the Tourette's bit, the... Uh, oh, on the floor rolling. <laughs> the, the Tourette's bit was great, and the um, his... How how he I don't to, not to go blow his bits here because you can go find him but uh, no, and he's well, got a couple of net, Netflix specials out now too and I've yeah a lot of them are Netflix. Are great. Martin Regan was another big actor yeah. uh, Eliza did another great job Eliza Schlesinger uh, I saw her last year JFL forty two she did a great job again she's a mm-hmm. another guaranteed hit like you know there's some people they always deliver no matter what 
know what I'm saying? Chris Bonaparte, we're going to include you in this conversation. Absolutely. Because you're one of them. Well, I think she's relatable, too. Like, a lot of her... Sex jokes. I love it. For sure. Like, I was looking around at the crowd, and because I watched Eliza, I think, the year before last at JFL 42 also, and I did... Um, an interview with her last year and stuff. So I've seen I've seen her live before, but I always watch the crowd whenever she's up, mm-hmm. and females especially like yes. not to because she's no she shit. she appeals to everybody. It's hard to get the but females, I'm, and I'm watching yeah. like you know girls around my age and stuff like that, or even a little bit younger, and they're like, holy. Sh- this Eliza Schlesinger is tapping into something there and talking directly to them, and, and yes. she just killed it. She killed yes. it on that. And it, just, I'm glad you addressed that because sometimes we talk about it. So Eliza's a very attractive woman, and I just I hadn't noticed that part. Yeah, <laughs> but it's hard. And she wore braids to kind of tone it down, and she kind yeah. of just wears a t-shirt and stuff. And I just want to highlight that because that's kind of important um, to get an audience, particularly sometimes the females in the audience. I know I don't want to say it. Might as well say it because it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way she manages it, it, it is harder for women. I know I don't want to say this, but it is harder for women. And well, and she she brought that up before too when I was when I was talking really? to her. She was talking about how basically like she she just has a a, a diehard work ethic. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the underlying thing theme was just like this is my job. I take it very seriously. Yeah, this you is can my tell. job, and this yeah. is my life. And she was talking about like trying to date and stuff like that. And she's like. This is my career. This is what mm-hmm. I do with my life. This comes first before anything else. And yes. so, good so, for I mean, her. Yeah, and it, and it, it shows she you it, for she's sure polished. Yeah. She's like, polished, and she's a she's a machine for sure. She's she's a in many ways a very traditional stand up comic. Like she mm-hmm. is a touring right. road comic. Touring you know? ro- Two more critiques about Oddball that they need to nail down for next year: <laughs> okay. the, the sound and be the flies. Oh. What sound? Okay, they were having sound issues and the flies. It happened last year too. Amy it Schumer. Looked like, it looked yeah. Like yeah. A, Last year, Amy Schumer goes, there's pterodactyls flying around my head. This but year, I don't know what you do about that. You can't. It's an outside amphitheater. Yeah. Is it something that happens at the Labor Day weekend? That, you know, these it's the time up? of year, but I mean, I saw yeah. Lana, Del, Lana Del Rey there last year. Yes. And it was the same thing. It was like there was bugs and shit. <laughs> but uh, but uh, the sound, yeah. the sound, there was a lot of issues with the sound. You know what? I'm and doing, that's the amphitheater. That's not... Outdoor festivals, that's what happens. You know, I, you know, just to compare the ETEL fest that occurred in Mississauga that I did, um, you know, it's hard for sound on outdoor. Chris Bonaparte, have you done outdoor festivals? Yep, it's always pretty weird. Do you change your material? I know for me, I stayed away from certain material that took too much intricate explaining. Uh, because it, you, you'll lose it in a bigger room like that, or right. outside, like right? When there's so much going on, you got to go shorter and punchier. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. That outdoor stuff is tricky for Good that because you're trying to okay. grab a crowd that's not there to be in that intimate space. Well, we're we're going to talk about with, with more with Chris Bonaparte, uh, who's a Toronto-based stand-up. We're going to talk with him after uh, the break, and our whole gang, the Inside Jokers, uh, Jokers to the left of me, and Clowns to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. I got that wrong too. Thanks for joining us on Inside Jokes. Yeah, totally. Uh, I'm Santa Grissi on Talk Radio AM 640. Hi, this is Inside Jokes. I'm Jeremy Hotz. It's not my show. It's Cruiser's show, and it's on Talk Radio AM 640, which you know because you're listening. Inside Jokes about comedy. Stand-ups, people who produce the shows, um, and all of that good stuff, because that's very important, too, because it gives work to other comics. And we want to introduce Chris Bonaparte. Hi, Chris. 
How are you, Sandra? I'm fantastic. And uh, you're from Montreal. That's right. Um, but you're in Toronto now. That's right. <laughs> and you launched a room, comedylounge.ca. Right. That's the brand I do things under. Call mm -hmm. it Canada's coolest brand of comedy. Why? Uh, Why is it cool? Mostly because I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> but also got a history of, you know, finding nice lounge spaces, you know, spaces where you'd want to kick back anyways uh, and, and do a show there. Very cool. Like what? What's the venue? Venue. Right now what I'm working on is uh, called Brunch Lines over at yeah. the Social Capital Theater. Yes, I Dean's like nodding because he's done that show and loved it. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's a Sunday afternoon show. When we start at oh, noon, cool. you get a brunch catered by a local different wow. bar every month. So you get a brunch and an all-pro show. Uh, this month, uh, we're, we've got the amazing, one of Canada's finest, the one and only Dom Paré mm -hmm. headlining the show. Mm -hmm. Great opening acts and myself hosting. That's very cool. I'm pretty cool. good. <laughs> <laughs> Another guy's pretty good with us, Graham K. Hello, Graham. Hi, how are you? Thank you for calling me pretty good. I, I feel good. <laughs> you're pretty that. good. Yeah. You're not that good but you're yeah. all right yeah three out of five stars comedian graham k <laughs> three out of five stars all right you um your best breakout artist at the seattle international comedy competition um you m mixed up three different things okay i was the uh but you combine them so nicely it, it sounds good. better Just i was own it buddy nominated yeah. for best breakout artist at the canadian comedy awards um and then i uh got uh Second place, runner-up. Mm -hmm. So, again, pretty good comedian. Very good. Uh, at the Seattle International Comedy uh, yes. Festival. And then I won the uh, Homegrown Festival at, at the JFL. Homegrown Competition at Just for Last Festival. When was that? What year was that? That was 2013. Very good job. Mm -hmm. Just so you know, it's tradition that I get everyone's bio wrong. Yeah, so I just... it's not your fault. You didn't no. write. No. You have to have whoever gave you that sheet. That's right. Draw Wikipedia. Yeah. Maybe the, the Wikipedia gets everything wrong. Yeah, <laughs> every single guest I get their bio wrong. Mm -hmm. I well, even on your stuff because I don't know. Mo usually I know Sarah the comics Mo anyways, so I can update <laughs> stuff. But it's like mm -hmm. he's the host of Sports Bras on Sirius XM, all that, which is which was true. But it then now true. he left and he lives in LA now. Yeah. So Graham, so that's past all that. So many, and we've talked so much on this show with um, Sandra Bettelini. Um, wrote this great letter to the PM about if, if comics come here to work, um, it's easy, like American comics. But when Canadian comics go to the U.S. to work, it's very difficult, the paperwork. And plus, there's not a lot of work here, and they just kind of migrate to L.A. like you have. Yeah. Um, and my understanding is, like, you become this headliner in Canada, but then when you go to L.A., it's almost starting all over again. Is this true? Uh, well, absolutely. Everything you said is true in a, in a sense. Um However, when you get down there, I've been doing this a long enough time where I have enough contacts, um, like down there in terms of like people I've worked with and stuff like that. So I'm not starting all over again, mm -hmm. uh, but it was very hard to get there. I mean, I have management, I have agents down there, Good. so I, you know, I got I already had that in place by the time I got down there. So I was sort of hitting the ground running kind of yes. thing. But uh, it's definitely like. It's kind of awesome in a way because they all think that the C Canadians are the best comics in the world oh, because the, all the comics that go down there have to go through that rigorous uh, visa application. Mm -hmm. And so everyone who does make it down there is really good. Not there's amazing obviously there's Yes, no I know so many saying. amazing comics here, yes. but the ones who do for whatever reason decide to go down there 
uh, are are really good. Exceptional. There's yeah. no there's like the the uh, there's a government office making sure there's no hacks getting into LA from Canada. So it's like seriously, everyone, everyone, yeah, yeah, they're like because that's how how you get a visa, right? They have to, okay, they have to make it. sure that you're good. It's a, it's I got to cross long, that off my list. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> a long process to get this paperwork to actually go down yeah. there for Canadians. Yeah. That's part of what Sandra Battellini was talking. Yes. She's right. It's unfair that way. What she's yes. saying is it's easier for them to just come up yes. and they can just sign something and then work. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. not the reciprocity that we. I have. Yes. I have to spend thousands and thousands of dollars, and I have Crazy. to have like an application that is. I think my last application was like twelve hundred pages. Yeah. What? Yeah. Um, do you think is it worth it for a lot of comics? It, like, to, I know some end up coming back. Yeah. Uh, Chris Bonaparte, how come you've never gone to LA? Is that why? Or he's doing no his retire? own thing. He's he's a yeah. maverick. He's do, making his. I know yeah. you don't have to. Yeah. Mostly been producing, been out here. Mm-hmm. Um, never really wanted to make the plunge. Yeah. I got, I also have three kids, so it's a slightly different story yes, with yes. me, right? Yeah. I'm I'm impotent, so <laughs> easy peasy for me. <laughs> Thank you, Graham Kay, for coming and sharing that information mm-hmm. with well, us. And I think those are kind of two sides of the coin right now in Canadian comedy anyways. it's You have people that are here that are just kind of, okay, I want to stay in Canada. I want to be here and I want to mm-hmm. produce yeah. indie stuff. I respect that. Well, like what he's doing is so... And we yeah. need some... We, I'd love to be able to stay. I love Canada yeah. so much, but there's just... there's a, there's a for, what I want to do in terms of acting and comedy, there's like a ceiling. Exactly. So I have yeah. to... there, there's a total ceiling and there's those are the two sides of it. Like we see people, comics like Graham, who are going down there and and, sh- and realistically, even though like I always hate seeing these people go, but should be down there, should be working down there. So those mm-hmm. are sort of the, and then yeah, you got guys like Chris and Not a bunch of others yeah. that are pr- just producing stuff here because we want to sort of keep this infrastructure going. And But there's comics that for sure should be going down there just for the just for the simple fact that they should be recognized and they should get some exposure. But that whole, you got to pay to play, like that's ridiculous. Like the amount of money that you guys are spending, like I hear $10,000 in legal fees and upwards. Well, that's that's how it got to get a green card. So it has nothing to do with like the entertainment industry. It has everything to do with... Yeah, just green card. Yeah, but in general. Yeah. Yeah, So you're saying any profession would have to, to get a green card has to do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I was going to be a stripper in L.A., but they're taking 47-year-olds, apparently. Oh, you anyway, get it. Well, to all the way. Cougars. <laughs> okay, we're going to talk more with Chris Bonaparte and Graham Kay. Thanks so much for being in studio on our wonderful show about comedy inside jokes on Talk Radio AM 640. This is Kay Trevor Wilson. You're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi. Akeem Optical makes fine, fine eyewear. This is a great show. <laughs> I'm just going to start that. What? I don't know. <laughs> what a way to come back from a break. Well, for people just tuning in. If and kind you of don't going, know, this is a great show that you're listening to. <laughs> if people are just tuning in, they're like, wow, I wonder if this is a good show. It's like, yeah, yeah. this is a fantastic show. Are we show. on the air? We're on the air. Yeah, having a ton oh of my God. Guys. Can I, can I do show. that on stage? Is that allowed? Can I, I just stop? Yeah. Just, I'm amazing. Well, yeah. just in case... It's self-indulgent radio. I just want to stop down in the middle of a set and be like, I'm killing right I'm now. I'm killing. Graham K., Chris Bonaparte, thanks for being yeah. here. And my thanks inside jokers. Us. Yeah. That's what all the guys say to me. We, Chris, mm-hmm. are on a great show. You're on a great show. Please <laughs> right. share it. Thanks to our friends at Hakeem Optical, um, the makers of fashionable eyewear. They do You're have right. fashionable eyewear. They do. You know, they really... Uh, it's very fashionable. They really stepped up their game. Yes. I, uh, in the past, when I was a kid, it was you'd be like, ooh, and then now I'm like, I right? would, I would get that. 
<laughs> and I, I believe it's within less than an hour. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. My memory serves me correctly. It's so true. Yeah. I did have my glasses stolen in the driveway of my of my car. The driveway of my car is where it happened. That's the a, car of my driveway. It's still a great show. I got to stop being drunk. And um, They know where you live. Yes. That's what happened. And I literally, I had a show that night, an outdoor festival, and I have prescription sunglasses, so I needed sunglasses to look cool on stage plus to see the audience. Yep. And uh, they got them done in an hour. Well, well that's awesome. Was that the yeah. pasta festival? No, this was okay. Etel Fest, the pasta Okay, festival. same thing. Yeah. Uh, you need sunglasses. Totally shirt. different. Italian yeah. festivals. Um, yeah. Do you guys want to see the audience when you're on stage, Graham? Is that important to you? Like, I know it's a stupid question, but it's, it's not. Kind of there relevant. are no stupid questions, only stupid Thank answers. You. you know, that's what I've been telling my producers. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. I, I, I think that I, uh, I like to see the first few rows for sure, mm-hmm. and I like to know that the rest are back there. But I think when the audience is lit up too much, they don't laugh because then they yes. feel like the spotlight's on them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you, you it, we, it's like a personal thing to laugh. People go, you think that's funny? You know, mm-hmm. that's what everyone's thinking. So when there's anonymity when it, the lights are low. So mm-hmm. a good comedy club has to have good lighting and part of good lighting is just enough for interaction between the com- the performer and the audience and then most of the audience, if not all the audience. Has to be blacked out. Completely yeah. like like. Chris Bonaparte, you produce shows, and I've been to Social Capital. I've done a show there with Bree Watson and Jillian English, and uh, it, you're talking about the third floor, right? Social Capital's upstairs. Uh, I'm doing the second floor. The second He's floor. He's the main I've, stage. Oh, I've actually seen... done. Uh, I've actually done the third floor. Both yes. are great rooms. Yes, and it is important, right? You need the right lighting on stage. You need to black out the rest of the room to kind of create the vibe. Exactly. Exactly. Laughter is contagious. Yes. But people don't want to feel singled out. That's right. You know, I was, we were talking about the Oddball Festival earlier, which was at the Molson Amphitheater, which is outdoor venue. So sound is always a challenge and stuff. But I was sitting beside Laura Robinson, um, who is the producer of Celebrity Name Game, which we're going to be playing later on after the show. Um, and her and I... And on the other side was Eric Johnson. And her and I were laughing so hard and we did feed off each other. And I think in that moment, because so often, so many of the shows, I don't think I've been in an audience in a show for a while, but it was so nice to be in that audience mm-hmm. and uh, in a big room like that. And we were sli- like, the more she laughed, the more I laughed. It's contagious. It is. It's too, so cool. It is yeah. such a, it's a great experience. I mm-hmm. felt great afterwards because it is a great release too. So uh, there's my plug for... Burn some calories. <laughs> Burn some calories. It releases uh, dopamine and all the good stuff that makes you feel yummy. Um, LA audiences, Toronto audiences. Graham K. Uh, well, uh, they're comparable. I think... I think. I mean, it, it, the, the LA audiences are so varied. You get like... Sometimes you'll get like uh, an, an audience that is um, very, for lack of a better word, like like douchey like they all have fake fake boobs and like blonde hair and then all like this muscle men and they're all like wannabe actors and they're all wannabe models and they all like are bartenders in hollywood (laughs) and it's like i'm i hope they don't like me yeah and then and then uh and then you get these like really like varied tourist ish audiences that are a, a bit of everybody from around America, and those are usually pretty good. Like, and then you get like super, super hipstery audiences that are in mm-hmm. like, like some, uh, some like house party or something, and like those are really interesting. So, what's your home club there? Uh, my home club there is the Comedy Store. And what are the, some? Of, have you seen famous comics drop in? Yeah, I Boom. got to, I got to see Chris. Um, <clears throat> 
Chris Rock warm up for the wow. Oscars. So he was, cool! and I, I had some buddies writing for him for the Oscars too. Wow. So like, uh, so they they like I could like they were like, oh, I, I wrote this joke. Like they were so excited to have that job writing for the Oscars. And of they'd be course, like, I wrote this joke. I hope it gets it in. And then it, I'd watch him, oh Chris Rock, over the week, sort of refine his act. And then the Oscars are on Saturday or whatever or Sunday. Okay, so, so that like, process, that process, I want to know quickly uh, yeah. before we go to break when someone like Chris Rock is preparing for the Oscars what did you see of his material that actually made it how did he refine it what did you see him do live in the club because that's that's huge this the okay well he didn't get good reviews but he did yeah. he, he's, he did like a comics comics set because he got yes. stuff in the Oscars I couldn't believe he did stuff yes. he left out some stuff that he, he should have left out like the stuff that we were like, oh my god, I I can't believe you might actually say this at the yeah, yeah. like ninety percent of the wacky like the crazy stuff he said, and uh, I mean it was it was it was awesome. I was impressed that the Oscars let it go. I'm impressed that he had the the, the kahunas to get it. The, yeah, the, the the bits below the wiener. Uh, I know you I got can't a wiener swear. in there. That's perfect. Yeah, you know yeah. what? But, but <laughs> yeah, this playing for other comics. That's a joke thing. for literally three people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's an inside joke Chris, for us. Chris Bonaparte, um, playing for the back of the room and playing like we're talking about Chris Rock slipping in a comics comic joke. I don't know. He's mm-hmm. at a level he doesn't have to do that. I don't know right. why he did that. Mm-hmm. I know I've done that. Of course, nobody laughed. But uh, what's the need? Why? Why do we need peer approval? Aren't we playing for the audience or? Well, that resonates particularly with me, Mm -hmm. where I got a particular laid back style and I get Mm -hmm. a little dark sometimes. When I headline the Nubian show, which is probably one of the funnest things you can do in this country. Yes. Kenny Robinson show, yeah. Yeah. About 20 minutes in, the audience started to just, I just lost them. But throughout the back corner where all the comics and all the industry was, they were just continuing to die laughing. So, so it was a real bittersweet night. Yes, I but. know. I want that approval too. I think as a comic, you want your peers. If you can make a comic laugh, you're in business. Um, but we're, let's talk about more about that after the break. Yeah, I got a thing let's, I want to jump in. Okay. Uh, and this is Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640. I'm having fun. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is Sugar Sammy, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra the Cruiser Carusi. Mm-mm-mm, gotta get me some of that. Sandra Carusi on Inside Jokes uh, with Dean Young and my Inside Jokers, Chris Bonaparte in the room, Graham K. Hey, guys, welcome back. Loving this day so far. Loving it. Mm-hmm. This Thank is you. an amazing show. On a Sunday yes. night. We were talking about Sunday night because that's uh, when Chris has his show at the Social Capital Theater. That's mm-hmm. right. And also Nubian uh, night that Kenny Robinson hosts at Yuck Yucks. And you've played that. And we were talking just before the break about playing to the back of the room, which is comics. And sometimes you don't engage with the actual audience, but the comics are laughing at your stuff. Um, what's more important? I don't know. Um, well, I think definitely so. the uh, sorry, uh, Greg. Okay, uh, definitely the audience because that's who you're supposed to be pleasing. Mm-hmm. But we're people pleasers, and we want our friends, Graham. What do you say? Well, I, I think uh, ideally you want both, both, and I think the people that end up doing well overall get both. If yeah. you just if you're just the audience and the the back room, which means the the comics who see comedy every night don't laugh all don't laugh, but the only the audience does, you're probably not going to do well because. 
What that means is that you're probably some sort of a cover band, but in comedy. Yes. So you're. That's a great analogy. You're mm -hmm. the audience. Do, people don't. The audience doesn't consume comedy like they consume music. So, for example, if you go out there and just start doing like a Rolling Stones cover and go, "I'm an original band. Sign me." Mm -hmm. Everyone's gonna go, "No, no, I'm pretty sure that's uh, Rolling Stones. It's very famous." <laughs> but people don't consume. So you can yes. trick an audience by doing maybe not. Not, you're not stealing a joke, yes. but you are doing Tired the same premise. thing yes. that a, n a number of other people have done. So you want to do both. I mean, there there are backroom comics, and like they usually never make it unless you're like Larry David and write a show about oh, it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, but that that's based. You want to get both. You need you know, both. Uh, recently, um, because I've done so much, mostly in my career, not a lot of clubs, but a lot of corporate stuff and fundraisers. Um, recently, when I played Cherry Cola's mini, uh, mini homes night there in yours, Dean, that was a mm -hmm. lot of fun. I was very nervous because I knew a lot of comics were going to mm -hmm. be there. And I remember uh, the women were so great, too, beforehand. And they were just saying, don't worry, like Anna Gustafson, awesome, Martha Chavez. And they're like, don't worry about it. And it, they were very gracious, the comics. But I remember it is nerve-wracking when you're, you've got peers in the room Absolutely, like that. Absolutely, yeah. And, well, and I think especially like when you first – like I watched a lot of comics even here in Toronto when they moved to Toronto from other cities. Like mm -hmm. comics have been around for a bit. Mm -hmm. Comics coming from like Montreal and Ottawa and Calgary and whatever – this is sort of our big stand-up hub in Canada. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of stuff they weren't used to because they're used to coming from these cities that have like revolve around the two clubs and that's it. So literally every show wow. you do has an audience and the audience is always warm. It's like slipping into a warm bath. Then you come here and there's all these workout rooms where it's like, yes, well, you just sometimes you just literally have to get some new material out there and you have to pick somewhere you want to say it first for the first time. So there's going to be a lot of times where you're going to be up on stage and it's like midnight, you're in the back of some bar mm -hmm. and you're talking to 12, 14 other comics that are like, for the most part, just sitting there on their phone waiting for their five minutes, mm -hmm. seven minutes to go up on stage, right? Yeah, let's shift gears to the comics for a second. Tevin here, our intern, was saying, it's as an audience member, he's sitting there and sometimes it looks like the comics making eye contact with him and it freaks him out. But um, <laughs> is that true, Tevin? It kind of just freaks you right out. But... Yeah, well, yeah. I'm I'm very like responsive. I try not to disconnect with the comic when I'm watching them. Like I want them to know that I'm engaged in the show. But if I'm the uh -huh. only person acting that way and they start staring at me, I feel like I'm the only person in the audience. It gets kind of awkward, and then I, like I'll look away so they kind of start looking at other people. It's like sex. That's fair. <laughs> well, if you are the that only time, person remember? in the audience, it gets awkward for us. Yeah, because that's well always <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Well, okay, great. Okay, you should, let's... You should, as a comedian, you shouldn't lock on one guy. No, right? <laughs> no. no. But Chris, do you agree? But what if you're zoned it's not out? Not on you, man. Do you guys not zone out? Do you are you actually looking at the person though? Not really. Uh, Especially mm. if they're blacked out. A lot of the time, you don't even see them. Tevin, I'm just telling you. Mm. We. No, no. I think out. there's this thing when you're like in nice. that moment, you step outside of yourself a little bit. Like when you're really just you're in, in that moment and yeah. you're going across the whole room and da 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 because yeah. you're in that rhythm of the thing, I right? Think any any public speaking you're doing, regardless yes. of if it's stand up, if you're if you work at an office and you have to present something, mm -hmm. you know not to lock on one person, yeah. right? Just Jim in accounting, just why yes. is she staring at me? <laughs> <laughs> you got to scan the room, do the old scan, yeah, you exactly. know, go yes. back and forth.
Yes. Yeah. Well, and Chris, when you're in a smaller room, like, let's say like social capital, where it's very intimate and you could see more of the faces, but we're talking about the dark part of the back mm-hmm. of the room. Um, I know sometimes I will, uh, you know, I try to make eye contact and stuff too. Um, but I'm also in a zone trying to, I mean, you guys have more stage time and experience than me, but I'm trying to zone in and remember what I've got coming next. So sure. I'm not really looking at someone, yeah. but they might think I am. Uh, but really, I can't even see their face. Right. Yeah. You yeah. scan the room. I mean, yep. even that dark part of the back of the room, you know where there's going to be people mm-hmm. sitting. You you just glance at their hypothetical faces. Mm-hmm. You know, there's going to be there's going to be people that mm-hmm. way. You glance around. Yeah. Because you're trying to get everybody at the end of the day. You're trying to work with everybody in that room. You mm-hmm. want a response from every single Yes. Piece of chair meat. That's yes. what I call audience. Chair, chair meat. Chair nice. meat. That's all they are. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk more after uh, the guys, but our next guest on our next segment coming up is uh, Nora Burns, the producer of yes. our one-person show, David's Friend, and that's coming up September 16th. We're going to hear from yeah. Nora live from New York on the phone. Buddies in bad times. And uh, she's got Scott Thompson jumping on there with her. He's the best. To do a cameo, too. He's been on our show. So Love Scott. Yeah. Love so much fun, of course, from Kids in the Hall. So we'll hear more from Nora after the break. On Inside Jokes, Talk Radio, AM 640. Hey, I'm South African comedian Trevor Noah, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio, AM 640. Inside Jokes, everything to do with comedy, and we're uh, very fortunate to have a guest here on the line from New York, Nora Burns. Hello, Nora. Hi. Hi. Nora is uh, got her new show, a solo show called David's Friend, which is coming to Toronto, Friday, September 16th at the Buddies and Bad Times Theatre. Uh, you know our good friend Maggie Casella. We have that mutual friend. And she's got her new channel, Nora. Oh, I know. She's telling me all about it. We're Funny That's That exciting. Way, it's called. That's going to be launching soon. Um, so tell us about David's Friend. What can we expect? Okay, well, uh, first, I, I just want to say that I, I, I have two comedy, other comedy groups, one's the Nellie Olsons and one's Unitard, and we've come up, and both groups have done uh, the We're Funny That Way Festival a couple of times, and I just, I think Maggie did an amazing job with the festival, and it's always so much fun and so well organized, and I've always loved playing Toronto, I love the Toronto audiences, and the People that you work with are so great, so you know it's very. I'm, I'm very happy to be to be coming up to uh, to Toronto. With yeah, them. yeah. Tell us. Um, a, well, yeah. Now tell us a little bit about your some of the shows that you have done here already. I mean, you have a long history. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, there. Um, well, the Nellie Olson was a, a skit. It is. We just had our 20th anniversary show. Um, a skit comedy group that we formed in the sort of early 90s. And, you know, it's kind of gay, but we actually came out of another <laughs> gay sketch comedy group that we didn't want. Like, the other group was like, everything had to be gay. All the jokes had to be gay. Let's mm-hmm. in the army and gay, gay, gay. And this other guy and I, we just, we realized we just had a certain sensibility that we actually, like, we love kids in the hall. And, yes. You know, we just had a more, a broader, we're like, we share a sensibility, but it's not, you know, and yes, it is campy, but. It's not, you know, that everything has to be gay. So we, you know, we formed our comedy group, the Nellie Olsons, and we performed for years and years and years. And the two guys in it, they live in L.A., and I'm in New York. But, you know, mm-hmm. so we would sort of go back and forth. But then 
in the meantime, I hooked up with a couple of guys in New York, um, Mike Alpo and David Ilku. And David's actually done the We're Funny That Way festival with his um, this comedy team he had called the Dueling Bankheads. Mm-hmm. We all have a long history with Toronto. And Unitard, we, we still perform all the time. We just did a year-long run um, last year in New York, and we travel around and do our show in L.A. and stuff. But, um, but we, all, we all do stuff on the side, and I've never done anything solo, so I, kind of, I did a solo stand-up show about two years ago. And, uh, and then this show, this David's friend kind of came came up because I, you know, this, uh, my best friend who died of AIDS in 1993, and I don't know, some, somehow, and I've found this is sort of happening with a lot of us who lived through AIDS and lost people to AIDS. We were mm. either too young or too overwhelmed to kind of fully take it in. Yeah. And, and for some reason, it's all like all that stuff is coming up now. Um, what do you mean, like in terms, uh, as you get older, oh, you're just kind of... Real, yeah, in terms of realizing, oh my God, we've lost this generation of our friends. Yeah. We had this shared experience. And especially for a lot of us in New York, from like, you know, I was a huge, like, I moved to New York to go to discos. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, there was this oh, huge yeah. club, and it was just, you know... So I, you know, the show is, is about a lot of things. It's about AIDS, it's about friendship, it's about, you know, New York... Um, and disco and music and just so it's uh, a tribute yeah it's a tribute to your friend david and that time that time and exactly exactly and kind of what it what it means to be getting older and you know by time make it funny so and and also i i hate one person shows that are self-indulgent like yes you know right. do thank I you really for saying that. about your nicaraguan grandmother you know yes. like it, but maybe you can make me care about her. So it's kind of, you know, it doesn't have to be, yes, it's, you know, people come live through that and are moved by it. But then also I've had, like, you know, like the young straight bartender who's watching the show didn't know anything about that. But, mm-hmm. you know, you can still, there's something in and hopefully there's something in it for everyone. So well, it could be, yeah, oh, sorry. sorry. Go ahead, Dean. Go well, ahead. it could be sort of a cathartic experience for people who were, part of that scene and part of that community and who did experience that firsthand, but also just sort of something that people can also learn about and relate to across a broad spectrum of audience. Um, right, right. And just hopefully it's something, you know, interesting for, you know, that's a time that doesn't exist and a way of life that doesn't exist. And, you know, I don't know about Toronto. I assume it's pretty much the same, but here everything is very expensive and very fancy now. Yeah. And, yes. you know, you can't just be a kid who moves to the city and gets a, you know, $200 apartment and dresses up in electric tape and goes out all night. So, well, And I even uh, feel like now, it feels like even AIDS awareness itself has, has slipped away so yeah. much yeah. Um, in the past, certainly in the 2000s, and it's kind of like, well, no, it's still oh, a very yeah. prevalent thing that's, but there's that's better at, treatment. there. Like there's better treatment, but, with, yeah. you know, and I've, I have friends, important. a number of friends with you know, different stages of HIV and stuff like that. And people just sort of almost forget now Mm -hmm. because it's not this big, scary thing that's all over the news like it was, you know, growing up in the 80s and early 90s and stuff, but it's still very much there, you know. What's the funniest... I'm thinking this could ever happen again. I mean... Yeah, yeah. Now we're just like, oh, yeah, whatever. Nora, just before we go, what's the funniest part of David's Friend, your your one-woman show? 
what's the funniest part that you think that you'll you think audiences uh, could look forward to um oh i think just you know some of the early you know silly silly nightclub stuff and you know crazy jobs that we had as like strippers and <laughs> um were you a stripper you know I was a stripper. Yeah, everyone was a stripper back then. Awesome. Or, or something. So Yay. That's awesome. Yay from all the guys in the room. How'd that work out? How could, uh, is there like a threshold, a best before date before you got to stop being a stripper? Like, I was just wondering. Uh, hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. After a certain age, it stopped. You know, it's like at a certain age, your messy hair stops being bed, sexy bedhead and you just start to look homeless. So, but imagine yeah. the stage confidence. Now to do a solo show, right? There you go, if you could do it naked. Well, (laughs) Nora Burns, thanks so much. Your solo show, David's Friend, is coming to Toronto Friday, September 16th. Go see it. Buddies in Bad Times Theatre. And there's going to be um, my friend Alfonso King Mm -hmm. is going to be helping me with the show, and he's doing an 70s, 80s dance party afterwards. Oh, wow. That alone. For dance party. Oh, that'll be great. That's right after your show. Right after the show. You might right see after. Sandra sticking around for oh, that. Oh, for sure. Guaranteed. Um, Ooh, especially yeah. there's a lot of gay guys, because I want to dance with gay guys. They're the best dancers. Totally. Yeah. They're the most fun. Absolutely. <laughs> How much are tickets, and where yeah. do we get them? Um, the tickets are at the Buddies and Bad Times website, and mm-hmm. I think they're all scaled. Like, the sooner you get them, the cheaper they are. Okay, so perfect. Get them get, now. Get them yeah, now. Thanks. You, you get, I'm getting you free tickets, but don't tell anyone. Okay, good. I'm, free, I'm <laughs> Italian. I need free. And that's why I do radio. Okay. Nora Burns, thank you so much. I'm looking forward to your show. David's Friend, September 16th. Stay well, my friend, and thank you for doing thank this production. You. Thank you. Of course. Thank you. And thanks to Nora Burns from uh, New York City. I appreciate that. Uh, we look forward to seeing your show. And stay tuned after the break uh, for some plugs on where we can catch our comics live. Hey, this is Russell Peters, and you're listening to Sandra Juicy Carusi. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks. This has been a great show. Thanks, Chris Bonaparte. Where can the audience see you live? Live next Sunday at the Social Capital Theater for Brunch Lines. I'll be hosting all day. We had a great brunch at noon. Awesome. Amazing show starting off at 1 p.m. All this at the Social Capital Theater, 20 bucks. You can wow. grab them at Comedy Lounge. That sounds really cool. Mm, I it love is that. It's a lot of fun, cool, buddy. I love that it's a brunch. Like, I yeah, who's that. doing it? This, who's catering this one? Catering by Groove Bar. Great, one of the best mm-hmm. comedy shows you can catch on a Thursday evening. Sweet. Well, nice. they uh, Groove Bar on the Danforth. Mm-hmm. Oh, Graham K, where can we catch you? Uh, well. I'm going to be at Flappers uh, the following weekend in uh, Burbank, California, if you want to fly down. <laughs> hey, we have I, I, yeah. iTunes listeners yeah. all over the world. Uh, also, um, I have a, uh, a podcast called Autastic. It is a comedian's guide to autism if you have autism in your family. Um, give it a listen. It's uh, something about autism uh, that isn't depressing. So... Good. Two comics. One has a son. Wow. And my brother is aut- autistic. So give God that, love you. Give that a listen. Where can you hear the podcast? Uh, it is currently only on iTunes, mm-hmm. uh, but it was rated as uh, the fourth overall under the self help category in all of the good nice. for you. All nice. states and all that. Thank so, you for yeah. doing that. That's awesome. Um, and thanks to our guests today. And of course, we've got our big brogue night, Inside the- Jokes Live. Yeah. 
at the Brogue in Port Credit, Mississauga, September 14th. Yep, just uh, go go to my dad's house where I lived last <laughs> Bruce, year. Go to Bruce's house and hang a left. For pre-drinks. And uh, you're you're right there at the Brogue. We, we've got uh, Ian Sirota as our headliner. We've got yep. Fiona, Fiona O'Brien, Sean Dunn. That's going to be a great show. It's Ian Sirota is so funny. He is so funny. I just, I'm I'm thrilled. We have great people coming up on upcoming Brogue events. Yeah, we We're got a K-Trev headlining next month. Kenny Robinson's up there in November. Huge. We got some great, great middles oh, yes. coming out. Wow. Um, yep. And then, so we'll be doing that. And September 25th, I'll be uh, speaking at the After Breast Cancer Luncheon at Riviera Park. In Woodbridge, more on that coming up. I'll post it on social media. Please join us there. And uh, thanks for listening to, uh, and please follow us on Twitter and all social media. Thanks, Tevin. Thank you, Tommy Tech. Thanks, Dean Young, Vincenzo Tedesco, and uh, all of you billions of listeners. And this week's Manja Cakes. Yeah. Chris and Graham. Token Mungies. Thank you, Sandra Carusi. Hey, Chris Bonaparte, Graham K. Do you later, babies. Always. <laughs> All my guests get a piece so on Inside Jokes. Such that. a great show. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is a great show on Inside Jokes Talk Radio AM 640. Hey, it's Techie Tom and this week's Comedy Rx featuring Graham Kay. I, uh, I moved to Toronto recently and uh, everyone's like, you should get a bicycle because it's faster than a car because all the traffic and it's cheaper and you like get in like really awesome shape. And I was like, cool. And I did that and it worked out great. It was great. Uh, until in November when I fell off and broke both my arms. I'm not even just saying, like, I actually broke both my arms at the same time. Like, all of a sudden, I had no arms. Let me tell you something. Arms are hugely, hugely underrated. Like, you need those on a day-to-day basis. They come in pretty big. So, because they are not good. They're, they're good at fixing you at the hospital, but they're not good at telling you how to live your life without any arms. She was like, you have two slings now. It's going to be rough out there. So I was like, lady, I put on socks this morning with arms. What's our exit plan for these socks? What are we just going to, you know? I was just staring at the wall in the emergency room, just like wondering like to myself, like how long is it that you have to date somebody before you can ask them, to wipe your own butthole. Like, how long is that? How long is that? No. It's not five months. I learned that. I learned that that day. That is not enough time, you know, for it to be okay the next day to look in each other's eyes. You can't do that. You're going to have to want to wait a longer amount of time, you know? Yeah. Another amazing Comedy Rx to wrap up our show. Thanks to Dean Young, our producer, Vince Tedesco, Techie Tom, and our intern, Tevin. Check us out on social media at InsideJoke640. Thanks for listening each and every week. I'm Sandra Carusi, and you've been listening to Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640.